exclusive for sure. I'm talking about bug snacks. Uh, so I'm thinking about bug snacks. December 29- Ben? Wait. Something went wrong. Oh no. I have a- What happened between December 2019 and- Oh my god, it is July 3rd, 2020. No, that can't be right. Let me just look out the window. Oh my gosh, you're right. The the leaves are all blooming and- Oh gee, what happened? What happened? I'm John Lynch. I'm Ben Brown. Ben, it's been a bit. It has been a minute, yes. <laughs> um, philosophically, physically. Honestly, when we last recorded, that truly does feel like a different time, <laughs> like a different era or something. It's We were making wild. fun jokes about Amazon and boxes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, The Joker was a pretty solid movie. That's right. We, we, they, it, it, and Death Stranding was giving us a preview of a world where we will be stuck inside and rely on people to deliver packages to us. What, uh, what happened, man? The straining happened, I, actually. It turns out that's that's actually the short yeah, answer. So, what? Why is it Hideo Kojima? Is, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and so I bring this up because so we're talking The Last of Us two yes. today. Um, the spoil the shit out of it, right? I, we if look if you have any intention that you want to have a spoiler free existence for The Last of Us two, do not listen to this. Yeah, this is going to we're going to get into all the nicks and crannies. Yeah, um, it's been out every for... muscular, every muscular inch That's we're gonna right. get into every crack skull, every as corner. As, men, of it. <laughs> as much as men will be upset about it on Twitter, <laughs> oh, let them uh, about y- yoked female uh, protagonists. Just have Abby put them all in a headlock. I mean, when you think about this, Ben, mm. how is how is this not a Kojima esque? Oh, I mean, yeah, he did the, uh, the they do the legendary protagonist switch in this game, and it's uh, maybe more severe than it was in Metal Gear Solid Two. <laughs> Because they didn't kill Snake in Solid 2. Man. Yeah. So, okay. I, I I don't even know how much... I, this isn't about gameplay. I, As much as I... I mean, I, I would like to talk about the gameplay at some point. Oh, I for sure. It I, I'm rules, saying... But yeah. Th- but, like, you look at the, the conversations about this game. Mm. Gameplay is never brought up. No, it's, 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 it's uh, you know, ancillary to all the other stuff this game is about. All right, so let's let's talk gameplay. Ben, okay. I did not play it. I watched a hour... I watched a real-time playthrough yes. of the entire game. So probably... I think it was 21 hours, 22 hours. All right, that's a pretty... I think my clear time on my file is, like, 30 five hours i did yeah. take some time for sure and I, I was telling you early like i was in photo mode a bunch of time like i just you know that game is so absurdly fucking detailed that i uh i really do like to pour over it so um so it took a while you broke but that glass dude you broke that glass that glass looks so good <laughs> my god so many things look so good in this game i mean it uh it yeah but i but i you know i i i the gameplay of the original Last of Us is definitely a studio taking something they used to do, which is third-person action games, and try and kind of pivot to, you know, not there's it's still a third-person game where you shoot people, but it's a stealth game, uh, you know, with with very limited resources and a lot of like um, crafting of stuff of items, which is. And the first one was pretty decent at it; like it was tolerable enough. Um, the enemy AI, especially for the 
the people was pretty good for the time and stuff, but it, it felt, you know, like their first stab at it, pun intended. Um, oh my but, God. Uh, but much like I think Uncharted 1 was kind of the same way, where it was a studio that had never made a third-person shooter before, and it kind of felt like crap, but the production was there, and the, the performances and the graphics and all that stuff. And, is it fair to say Fidelity is, like, is a key oh, Naughty Dog element, right? They have to be the cuttingest edge, basically. Like, you know, I, I guess they're a bit like Pixar in that whenever they put something out, it is, like, featuring technology that no one has mastered yet. Um, you know, I think Rockstar is alongside them there uh certainly i think red dead redemption 2 is like up there it's very close to how good this game looks but you know because this is a linear thing and it's not an open world it has even more uh massaging at every corner to make every vista every viewpoint everything look perfect and uh yeah they, they're really going for photorealism that's what they've always been going for but i feel like they've gotten so close with this one in so many ways. Right, so so lay, lay the gameplay on me. What are you doing for the majority of this game? So, you know, this game is still a stealth action game, but um, I think what they did in this one is they really emphasized, first of all, the enemy AI is a lot more complicated, both for, for the different factions that you fight and for the infected, but also uh, just the... Um, you know, Naughty Dog's always had a huge priority in an animation and, and, and everything blends together and looks like a cutscene and, and looks really great, and I think they've... This is even more than Uncharted 4 and some other other ones that they just totally nail this like when you're moving through the environment playing it it still looks about like the cutscenes do essentially I mean it's not quite as but like all the animations flow into each other perfectly and so what they did I think in this one is much bigger arenas like much much bigger uh, areas to, to have your encounters in and then also just like uh, this like Swiss cheese designed all the maps so you were never cornered in a way um, the first one had a couple of maps that were like a little complicated, like multi-level and whatever. But the this one has just tons and tons and tons of encounters with you know every which way you can go through and, and loop around. So effectively, the game the first one was you know stealth, and then if you got caught, you had to fight your way out of it. But this one, you kind of go in and out a lot. Like you you know inevitably kind of sneak up, take some people out, and then something probably goes wrong or someone spots you, and then you have to take that person out, run hide again and the game is very um uh at least on the normal difficulty is pretty good about letting you get back in stealth pretty quickly so it is a lot of hit and run essentially as opposed to the how, first how one. fragile are you uh it depends on the difficulty and it also depends on the character ellie is fra more fragile than than um than abby is and abby also has her skill tree is built more for kind of getting hurt and getting up close and stuff yeah yeah so uh which i actually think really helps that half of the game because it just moves faster because you can just kind of power through encounters a lot quicker than ellie could um but yeah i mean especially and they they do the emphasis on um just how fucking lethal all the weapons are insofar that if you get shot you get fall on your ass like you don't just take it like a video game character normally does like you fall down because you get hit so hard with a bullet, like so the impact. So not Wolfenstein. No, no, and and Ellie, <laughs> Ellie is maybe more fragile in that sense. Like as soon as she gets clipped, she like falls down, and and it, it is a much bigger impedance to getting shot than you know a normal health ticking down or whatever. So it really is useful to, especially with Ellie, because she has like the trip mines and stuff. Get scarce and then lead him into another trap and keep going. Um, and then, yeah, with Abby, it's a bit closer to... Uh, there are parts of Abby's campaign that are a lot closer to Uncharted and just, like, shooter parts because um, she has a lot more ammo. She has an assault rifle. Like, she has more stuff. So it, it is always stealth, but I think depending on which character you're playing, it's it's more... Uh, Ellie's definitely more stealthy, and Abby is more... Beat him with a pipe. 
or, how, or how golf. How did you find? How did you find the gameplay? I really liked it. You know, I think there's too much of it. Like, I definitely think there's several sections yeah, where, li- like, literally, literally, there's too much. There's because right? every time in this game, and it's in contrast to the first game. The first game is all like the most important days of this year that it takes them to get across the country. Um, you've so I just want to cap. Have you watched, read, summarized at least the first game? I've watched the first game. Okay, cool. I, I did the yeah. exact same thing I did with. Uh, it's just that I don't have a PlayStation. No, no, I yeah. Don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, I just wanted the experience. I didn't want to just watch a summary of the cinematics. I wanted to get right. a sense of what, like, the actual minute-to-minute was. Yeah, I So, mean, both games I watched full playthroughs, which is, like, a huge time commitment. Yeah. When you're, you have it on the, you know, I have it on my other monitor. I'm, you know, yeah. doing stuff on my main monitor. Um, but, because also, if you don't watch the whole playthrough, you're missing incidental dialogue. You're oh, missing tons of it. And there's, like, all the, the notes yeah. that you find and shit. And, yeah, and especially this one. I mean, it's just crammed to the gills with crap in between. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, every time... So, in contrast to the first game where every, like, scenario they put you in was, like, usually a day or two and was, like, a very significant event. Um, and there still was a lot of traversal and just going through empty buildings and whatever, but... Almost every single time in this game, they go, we got to get to that thing. You, like, have to walk to it. You have to go all the way to it. Uh, And so, like, a lot of times it means that, like, you'll have your story. You know when the next story bit is coming. But then you're going to go through four to five encounters to get to it. And and as I said, the encounters are much bigger and much longer in this one than the first one. So, uh, like, I think the encounters are really good. But I definitely think, especially as I was wanting the story so much, especially in the latter half... um, Actually, I would say the, the part where the pacing and the gameplay just felt like too much is the ending part. The, the Santa Barbara section is which, which way is too fucking long. Don't even get me started on um, like, the pay- like, oh my god. But I will say, I, uh, in deference to that, when I got done with the game, they put an encounter selection on the main menu. So you can just go back to literally any encounter. And interesting. I went back and did a bunch of the Seraphite encounters, so I think they're really good. And... It still held up, and it, it, it's weird. It like just plops you down. It gives you a default weapon loadout, and then when you kill everyone, it just pulls up a menu. It says, "You beat the encounter. Do you want to go back to the menu? Go to the next one, or exit whatever completely." So you could theoretically play the whole game through without story a second time if you wanted to. Why the fuck would you bother? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I do think the stealth is very like robust, and 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 it's not like it's not like Mark of the Ninja or something where you can read every aspect of it and shit it, like it is very instinctual like you get I, I noticed that the enemies pivot a lot more they seem to like spin on their heel a little bit more they and, do like, they will not like yeah like a stealth enemy you know the classic stealth enemy is a guy who never looks behind him no matter what unless they are to turn a corner or whatever um, but the people in Last of Us seem to uh, yeah when they're when they're searching especially they will check over their shoulders pretty frequently and, and all that stuff um, and I, you know, I do think the way that they they put the grass in, and like I say, all the other little squeezy holes that Ellie can get through, that definitely wasn't a thing Joel had in the first game. Like you get through windows, and that's about it. But she yeah. can get through cracks in the wall or under things. And when she's prone, she's in grass. She's very invisible, so you can, you know, shoot people, get a, like a headshot or two before they notice you in the grass. Especially if you're using uh, the bow and arrow, which is really good. And like, yeah, I think it's a very satisfying feeling. I mean, part of the combat design in these games is meant to not be like speedy and fun it's supposed to be brutal and like every kill takes a a while and it's very intense in that way but i do think it works also because i there were a lot of encounters in this game when i got done i was like clenching controller so it like it got the intensity across um just because of the the kind of scrappiness of the combat and a lot of times i would in the original i would definitely get to a combat encounter they'd spot me and i'd restart it because all it really meant was just running away and just using your melee but melee attack yeah. up like, it right. wasn't ter- terrifically fun um you could break stealth in the first one but the arenas just weren't very big so 
it was uh, less often. Um, whereas this one, yeah, every time I screwed up, I got out of it. And like, yeah, maybe I took a bunch of damage and used more arrows than I wanted to, but then I could make a trap or, or lead him around this way or uh, yeah I thought it had a lot of variety to it a lot more to it than the than the original one so you know as a stealth game I think it's it's quite good um, and it's brutally violent <laughs> like I definitely think if it, it has a satisfying um, like all the guns and stuff everything just feels very very satisfying uh, did you max out your upgrades like did you make a conscious effort to without- really like uh, yeah, with Ellie especially, I did like a lot of the stealth stuff. She should kill people way faster, which is because, of course, that that stabbing animation takes like four hundred hours, and you do it so much. <laughs> so it's just like those things are, are are really good. But I, um, yeah, and just like crafting stuff, especially like Maltovs and and the trip mines and uh, Abby's pipe bombs, which are super useful and and all that stuff. So yeah, I mean that stuff I think works really well. And then like the other gameplay stuff essentially is is traversal. Uh, a lot of like going to prompts and opening things and pulling things away from things and shit like that. Uh, but also, you know, just a lot of going through love, lovingly, lavishly detailed interiors and, and opening every drawer and all that shit, which I actually really like. I mean, it's very scripted in that it's like, you know, I mean, it's not like Fallout where everything has a an item cache or whatever. It's it's very specific spots, but like all the environments are so, again, lavishly detailed. I don't could you imagine like something like Fallout Three with the the fucking fidelity of yeah. The Last of Us Two? Could you even imagine that? Like the draws am- opening and <laughs> the amount of art that it would require <laughs> would be world ending. It'd be absurd. So because you know even, even even this game at this like sorry, there's a bike. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Uh, at this uh, at this level, like because they can you know massage every room to be perfect because they can. It's all on a linear path, whereas. You know, if if the Bethesda was to do it, it would be huge, and that's uh, just impossible. So I don't know. It's um, so yeah, I, I, like I liked both those parts of it. I, I did. What, I any, just felt any... there was probably too much of it. That's mainly my big yeah. complaint with the gameplay. We're gonna get into that about why that is because this game is thirty um, fucking hours long, like on a on a regular playthrough, and it's a sixty dollar game. Ooh. Like whatever. Any anything else about the ga- actual gameplay, minute to minute, you want to talk about? Not as much. No, I, I am curious because they are going to put in the multiplayer from the first one, which was very cool. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it was called Factions in the original, and it was like huh. multiplayer matches that were, you know, very scrounging and trap-focused and not a lot of guns. And then it was about, like, getting supplies for a camp that you had of people, and then, you know, other players were out in the map, too, so you could fight them, but you didn't have to, and it, it was it was interesting, so... Huh. Uh, but that's like coming down the line. I don't know, and they, I don't know that they have any plans for single player DLC either. Even though the first one had a really uh, significant pack with the left behind stuff, so I don't know. But yeah, so all right. Let's that's let's where the game cut is. the shit, Ben. Okay, let's cut the foreplay. We're both English majors. Mm-hmm. I had moments during this game. Mm-hmm. I had some moments. I'm gonna just yeah. You. I, I think I want to talk about the good. Before I really fucking get into what drives me up a wall about certain elements, like certain decisions, like pacing and structure that I want to pull my my hair out over. Yes, yes, Um, I have a few as well. Okay, I here's here's a positive one. Mm. There's an exchange between Abby and is it Lev? It's Lev, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, Lev. Yeah, Lev. (laughs) Where Lev goes? What's the deal between you and Owen? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And Abby is like, nothing, don't worry about it. And at this point, Lev has said maybe like 12 sentences, right? Right, he's very, uh, well, because his, yeah, his sister's still alive at that point. So yeah. Yes. But then he goes, there's like a pause, 
and he's like, it seems awkward. <laughs> and Abby's reaction is flawless. Yeah. He's like, I'm not talking about this with you. <laughs> it was organic, beautifully written, well delivered. Like, you forget about everything else that's going on in this horrible, wretched world and go to the, like, it's such a, if it was a sitcom, it wouldn't have mattered, right? Right. Well, and but the idea that it's this this excommunicated twelve year old <laughs> right. fleeing a religious cult, and Abby who has lost every single one of her basically her friends, or she doesn't know if they're alive or not, right. and they have this beautiful moment of just like, yeah, it seems awkward, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There, it was flawless. It's. I mean, it, it's, it is certainly one of the best qualities of the first game too. Is that you know it. These games are very bleak, and it's a very bleak world, but they they tend to find spots for these character moments where you either have, like, just a good dramatic scene, or, yeah, like, I, I don't know, I think of the bit in the first game when, uh, after they escape Billstown, he's the guy who, like, trapped the whole town, and um, uh, she gets, I don't know, she, they're in his truck, that's right, and his truck has porn in the back of it, and it's, like, Ellie talking about this porn she's like she's like how does he even walk around with that thing and it's just like right. it's a really funny scene and, it, and then there's a bunch of those in the first game where they they punctuate and this one does it too where after a big intense scene usually at the end of a chapter the next chapter starts with a flashback or something very narrative focused to kind of to give you a second <laughs> which i think is very I mean, necessary oh god god ben were there, all right, so were there any small moments for you like like that? Like I said, what I just described wasn't even a cutscene. They were, mm. I think, they're at this point they're scaling, like they're going across the bridge, yeah, overseas, which is amazing. That's one of my favorite. When the yeah. when the yeah. fog clears, dude. Oh, oh my god, so good. It, it looked brilliant. I don't know. I, yeah, it's just again those small moments, which ah, god. Yeah, I liked. I mean, I think the opening uh, part when you and Dina get to Seattle for the first time, you get to go around all the different buildings and it's kind of an open world section um there's uh, yeah there's a part where they go into a synagogue that i really like there's also a part where they go into um because that's dina explaining any concept of judaism to to ellie who they don't she doesn't know what that is like that's yeah, not right, a, right it's not a um uh you know thing that like exists in mass anymore so that that's a cool cool scene and then the um there's a music store there too that i really like the, the scenes that those scenes with her, her and Dina before, especially before things get truly brutal, uh, are quite enjoyable, I think. And good little moments, especially between those two. Uh, I don't actually know who plays Dina, but uh, they're very good either way. I I read I read some article about how oh, was it? I forget what reviewer it was. It might have been <laughs> zero punctuation, but he points out that like if Dina and Ellie had been more different or had like different chemistry i don't know like they were already already on each other's side basically Mm -hmm. and so there was no like there was no like winning over like dina had already had feelings for ellie and like right a lot of that stuff happens before the game starts yeah Uh there's i'm gonna just say it i i got more out of abby's arc of coming to turn like the the themes of here's my here's my i guess one of my fundamental issues Mm. is that for someone who didn't play play through either game, right? So mm. I only have the story. Right. I like Joel. Yes. But Joel's a very damaged man. But I didn't have that, like, nostalgia of... Pl- I, he's a great character, but I never felt that he... Like, the first act, Abby's act, mm. the linchpin of that is that you, on some level, feel the same way as she does about Joel being wronged. Mm. No, you mean, me, you mean Ellie's first act, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah Ellie. Yeah. Like... there's some for that to work narratively part of you has to be outraged and but like 
the reality is Joel was in the game. If we're using wire terms, Joel's in the game. Yeah, and I mean, this is, you know, maybe we get to this later with the structural thing, but I think the fact that they hold back the, the idea that, or the, the, the revelation, essentially, that Ellie does know before Abby kills her, uh, kills him, what he did. You know, she has a right, clear yeah, idea like, of, she doesn't know necessarily she, that Abby is the kid of that doctor, but she knows what he did, you know, because yeah, that happens and, before the start of the game. Um, right. And, and then, so at that point, yeah. and that's like, they hold that back as a flashback that comes later on. As, why? And I don't know why. And I don't know why, you know, because. Like structurally, dude, it makes no. It's it's a trick. I mean, it's the same reason. Oh, in, dude, like, it's totally a trick. I mean, yeah. it's the same reason that the, the last, last flashback, which is Ellie learning that she did try and start to reconcile with Joel. So this isn't, because I think for a lot of the game, I, th- I felt like the reason she was so dead set on it is that it was it was the thing she didn't get to finish you know that she didn't get to try and forgive him and she didn't get to do that which i guess is true uh because she she said she wanted to try and then she never got to try but but it's not even that she didn't really forgive him uh, so it's not even unfinished business in that way um i mean that that's that that would be my cliche thing right so the cli- if you're if you're first if you're a freshman writer right and i i thought um, also because they they show Again, this is another flashback they show out about the the dance when Joel steps in against the guy who calls her a name, and um, and and I thought that was the last night because that's like the night you leave, the day after you leave to go on patrol, that the day that made sense, right? And that would have been <laughs> the last thing she said to him was like, "You don't need to fucking take care of me," and then that would have weighed on her enough to to kind of continually send her down this path. But that's not what happened. They had another talk afterwards, but they don't tell you that until the last scene of the game. Which feels which then there's sucks no sucks the air out of. There's no function to it other than to trick you, I guess, and that's 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 definitely something they do with the like placement of information in this game multiple times, and I don't know other than wow that was surprising um, what it is there to to reflect. Again, if I'm a college freshman and mm. I'm I'm in a creative writing class, here's what I do. Right before Joel dies, they get into a huge fight. A knockdown, dragout fight. It's like, fuck you, dad. You're not my dad. You've never been my dad. You I don't lied like, to me. I don't like Pearl Jam. You suck, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I, I hate Pearl Jam. I hate Pearl Jam. I hate 80s movies, dad. They suck. They're stupid. They're so lame. So Ellie goes to bed. Joel gets murdered that night. Ellie has all the... Unf- right? That yeah. That's the college freshman way to do it. And somehow that would have made it more, given it more gravity. Yeah. Than which is, oh, actually, ugh, God, dude. Yeah, that is a, you know, I think, I and I would say broadly, I agree with you. I think Abby's arc and storyline and half of the game I enjoyed more uh, than Because there was an arc. What is yeah. Ellie's arc, dude? Ellie's arc is she's pissed off at the beginning. Goes get revenge. Gets uh, revenge. It is, doesn't go just, the way she thought, so she goes back. I mean, and, and there's more to it than that. She's she's traumatized, and I do think also the other element of that ending, ending choice to go back and to finally fuck everything up with Dean and all that other stuff comes from Tommy in a way that doesn't read correctly to me. I don't. I, it just doesn't seem like he would do. Oh, what you he mean does. the the hard left turn that like doesn't? Yeah. That he yeah. gives her shit. Okay, here's here's like, how they should have. If we're gonna get into this game, yeah. <laughs> if they wanted to make this a fucking western, which they do. The last half of this yeah. game is a western. I mean, the last the the Santa Barbara is a western. Yeah, well, right? and and you know, the the end end part with the empty farmhouse and like yeah, there there's a lot That's of. A western, I mean, right? the the missing fingers thing is like a dark tower thing specifically, but I identify that oh, with westerns it, I, as well. There's there's a part there's a part 
there's a beautiful foreshadowing. Like, I really appreciated it. Mm. There's a part where uh, the wolves with Abby gets ambushed. Yeah. And um, a guy gets shot in the hand. And one of the surgeons offhand says, uh, you know, don't worry about it, bro. You can get by as a soldier with three fingers just fine. <laughs> and then, lo and behold, <laughs> yep. Elliot, whatever. Yes. Um, those Symmetry. are the small, like, the small moments to me outweighed the, the big dramatic, uh, again, the, the fucking Andrew Ryan treatment for Joel. Mm-hmm. The golf club just seems so... It's brutal. I mean, it's brutal in a way that, like... And I, like I say, I still come around on Abby, especially because her story is more more about... I mean, she essentially has Joel's arc from the first game, which is person what did a bad thing gets brought back to the good side by caring for someone else. And it's Lev in this case. It was Ellie in the first game. Um, But... Yeah, I mean, the, the the fact, you know, she, obviously her dad was killed, and it's traumatic, but, like, she wasn't in the room. She wasn't held down on the floor and made to watch. Like, I do feel like that scene is cranked up to a degree because they really want you to hate Abby and, and see her as a supervillain, and I think it's overdone. Like, I, you know, I think they pull it back enough from it, and the fact that you kill everybody else there maybe does something, but it's just like, I don't know. They, they almost kind of... And I guess it's also to put you in Abby's uh, in Ellie's perspective singularly. You're like you're not supposed to have all the information because you're supposed to be as angry as she is. Um, but I, I, again, I also agree that it requires you to not see it as justified. And like I, I like Joel a lot. I love that character from the first game. His his redemption arc is very uh, good, to, well done, and well written, and everything. But like I definitely feel like it was the right choice to get rid of Merle because I think if they were going to go back over that character and keep going with Redemption or whatever they were doing in the first game, I don't think it would have worked. Whereas in this game, they oh, totally. they switch to a different focus for a good point of it, and then kind of maybe switch a little bit back towards that. But I think they do it in a way. I mean, it's a little stacked towards Abby in that way. I don't know um, it's, because whatever. I think they, they they do so much to manipulate the player against Abby. So there's a point. There's also a point where um, so basically you're as as Ellie, you're tracking down Abby's associates right. and who at this point are just basically co-conspirators. Right. That's how they it's, are portrayed. It's her, it's her Kill Bill right. list. The one that right. with her rights on the plane and Kill Bill. Right. Right. And so she is just, you know, she's torturing them, going up the list. She's, oh, oh. And, and then there's a point where this is the one thing that fucking worked for me mm. was that uh, I think Ellie says something like, oh, she's at the aquarium. And then she says something like, probably because it's a fortress. She, she basically makes it that, that it's her lair. Yeah. Well, but and then I think as you play through Abby, you get the other side of that, which is the aquarium is this is safe. There's, place. It, it has, yes, it's a safe fucking place. Like, but there's parts of it that work, right? There's parts of it that it's a it's an incomplete picture of this much more complex struggle between two women, right? Right. Which is fine, but the lengths they go to to per like. I knew as soon as Ellie stabbed that dog, and the, it was like it happened yeah. in a second. I yeah. knew what was going to happen. I knew because it's the we were only dog play fetch with that fucking they, dog. Yeah, and it's the only dog they make you kill in the whole game. Like you can totally uh, I, get around the dogs. I mean, you can actually. Yeah. Uh, this is a sidebar. It doesn't really have to. This maybe should have gone to the gameplay section, but the accessibility options in this game are insane. It's amazing. Like there is. I think there's over sixty options you can tweak to do all sorts of accessibility stuff, including a lot of modifying of the enemy AI. You can turn off flanking. You can turn off stuff like that if you don't want to deal with it. And one of the things you can turn off is basically make it so that you're always invisible when you're in the grass. 
And that makes it so you can basically not kill any dogs if you want to. I mean, you can do it too if you're really good, but I don't know if you could do it the first time through. They're very, they're very good dogs. Like they're very efficient at sniffing you out. So, yeah. Um, but but yeah. So just looking at it emotionally. All right. So this is the, my broader point with this. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck? I mean, I understand gameplay wise, right? If you're working on one character, you mm-hmm. have to keep track of their crafting materials. Blah blah blah. You yeah. can't do it. You can't switch in between them throughout the entire game. I right. understand that. That was kind of my initial. I had that thought too, where I'm like, this might have worked better if they bounce back and forth. If like you no, did but day one and then day one and then it, day two, day yeah. but like to build progression through a skill tree and all that other stuff to work, you can't do that. You can't split it that way. So. But yeah. this fucking but then so you kill the dog you kill Abby's friends yeah or whatever at, at that point you're killing them they're just they're basically just guilty parties right and then the game flips and you're Abby and oh it's day one mm-hmm. yeah. so you you from that point know you're those you're all those people that you're meeting are gonna die yeah and it's gonna be terrible because you're gonna have more weight and. You're, you'll be seeing it from Abby's perspective, but, like, it doesn't change the fact that, like, the next 15 hours of this fucking game, mm. you know, you literally know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, you right? know they're going to, well, you know they're going to meet in the um, in the theater. That's all you know, I guess. Right. Because, and it is one thing I think works well about that dual split, like, splitting it like a novel where you have book one is Ellie, book two is Abby, and they, they like, Lord of the Rings where, you know, you'd follow one half of the fellowship for one book and then, and then they would overlap eventually at certain points sure um i mean plenty of novels have done this this is maybe i think this may have been weirder for people who <laughs> if you watch movies and tv tv movies will switch between characters but not in this severity but i think books do it a lot more often just because they have more space right um but one thing that worked really well i think is that you go through this thing with ellie you go through 10 or so hours of just cutting your way through the wlf uh getting deeper and deeper in and you know, once you learn what's going on with the WLF at the time and the Seraphites and stuff, like, they don't even notice she's there. Like, her revenge, right. her big roaring rampage revenge, like, it, no one cares. Abby doesn't even know she's there until she comes back to the aquarium and finds out. Or, no, until she sees Tommy on the dock. That's probably when she figures it out. But, right. but like, it, it, it is inconsequential to what's going on in Seattle. Like, and, and that, that Ellie just shows up and starts fucking people up and they don't even care that she's doing it. And it's so inconsequential and small, I think, is a really good, like, refocusing of the story. Um like, I think it serves well to show you... I mean, unfortunately, then it continues to drive the point home over and over and over again that her her revenge is fut- is facile and doesn't mean anything. But I think that maybe that that contrasts the way they split it so severely and instead of going back and forth and back and forth. Um, it does create this contrast of like, man, I haven't heard about Ellie and it's been two days and that's because what she's doing is completely inconsequential. Yeah, and that... that I don't know. And that's, maybe it would have yeah. been too much to... <sighs> And I, I think the fact that there are, like, good sequences, especially in the last half of Ellie's thing, like the Seraphites, like I said, and, and the boat stuff, and there's bigger sections that I think are much more fun. Uh, it, it The fact that the game essentially goes, like, that didn't matter at all <laughs> in the second half. Uh, maybe rests a little better just because the gameplay was fun, but I definitely think it is, it's a weird pacing choice because you go... Ellie's story also is much more spread out. Like, there's a lot of... I feel like there's more time between cutscenes and her her story specifically like you really do uh you get a lot from the in-between dialogue but like the amount of story plot movement that happens in the first half is pretty minimal compared to you know the wlf going to war with the seraphites and like all these other things that kind of happen in abby's half so dude this is my thing with the seraphites is like Mm. this is where uh, 
there are two interesting stories, right? The main arc is Ellie and going up against Abby. Right. The tragedy being Abby has no idea what the fuck is happening. For right. Abby, it's literally just like, what the... Who why, the fuck is killing all my why friends? Why everyone I know dead? Yeah. Yeah, right. right. And like, wh- right, okay. The other side of it that I felt they totally dropped the fucking ball on mm. is that th- what they're doing with the, the plan... Like, so they start early. They basically say... Um, Abby's roommate is banging a weather lady, right? right? A weather scientist. The weather scientist is meeting with Isaac because she's telling her storm. there's, be, there's yeah. a storm of the century. Isaac says, this will be a great cover for our genocide. Because mm-hmm. what they're doing is it's genocide. Yeah. Because they're not just killing them in a military conflict. No, they're, they're going to kill exterminating them from the women island, and children. Right? They're going to go into their villages and burn them down. Yeah. It's right. very bad. That's genocide. And, I, you know. That's yeah. the fucking background plot, bro. Yes, like that's what I, that's what kind of blew my fucking mind at the end, which is I really got into basically Abby struggling with like no no dogs don't always want to kill you. It's just and like it's dances with the wolves. It's mm. so fucking cliched and played out. But I loved her playing off Lev, and I loved her playing off is it Yara? Yeah. Okay, that was that for that moment when they were getting into like the sister and like them being banished and her helping these two and like yeah. I that, think, for me, upstaged everything that I had seen as Ellie. And I would say my favorite section of the game, bar none, is the Seraphite Island. Like, I just think it's such a cool environment. Like, I love... I, love I was getting Far Cry 5 vibes off the... Um, like, the like vegetation, the back, yeah. Yeah, like the, the back A-frames. to nature. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and, and, I mean, you know, one thing I love about The Last of Us in general as a franchise is their apocalypse essentially gives them an excuse to make it gorgeous all the time. Like, it, right. it's a very bleak game, and, yeah, the interiors are cruddy or whatever, but, like, every street is a gorgeous canyon of leaves and rivers, and, like, because it's plant-based, the whole idea, like, uh, you know, I think retaken uh, apocalypse nature is a new thing that I... I'm, uh, I'm way into it's not a new thing but like this game does it to an, a, a crazy degree and and um so the Seraphite Village I really like because it's like it is essentially the peninsula that peaks out where the Space Needle is which I think is yeah. a really like cool I thought it was literally an island off the coast or something and then they're like oh what about that thing I'm like oh this is Space Needle okay this is the because there's like a flat part of Seattle that's where right, that is right. um and you never get to it unfortunately but I just thought that was you know that's one of the best things Last of Us does is take recognizable cities and skylines and then does their plant thing to them and it's really cool um but the seraphite island also just because you finally get to see what they're like in some capacity other than the people who string people up from trees and cut their guts out like it's it it does help a bit in the same way that seeing the wlf uh stronghold at the beginning helps uh contextualize them because i don't the thing about the wlf that i think is interesting is it definitely shows them as competent and like a big force and all that but I don't think it, it like, and, and maybe it lays it on a bit thick at first with, like, all the buds and friends and you playing fetch with the dogs. But, I mean, it does end in, like, a torture abattoir. <laughs> like, it's pretty clear they are bad news. And if you They're read... a fucking militia. Like, well, this is... And they, this is, they yeah. killed the feds. They killed the Fedra. That's that's how they became the, the, the governing force in Seattle was that they they killed all the, the FEMA, essentially. The equivalent of FEMA or the, or, you know the military police or whatever. Um, and so they're a paramilitary operation. Absolutely. And, um, and Isaac, that's maybe one thing I could have used a little more, like any kind of explanation for was Isaac and maybe the old Seraphite leader. Cause they're kind of like the core of the ideology of those two groups, and you really don't get to know them at all. No, dude, not at all. Like, right, and, and but I understand it's background noise. Effectively, it's, it's just a background. Yeah, right? and it's not dissimilar from the Fireflies in the first game, where they were this group that you never knew anything about, and when you finally met them, they were 
way different than you thought they were. Yeah, um, so I, that's in yeah. keeping with kind of the, the style where it's really about the people and the stuff happening around them is, is consequential, but it's not the focus necessarily. But also, like, Owen, Owen has a bit where he's basically like, look, I killed this old Scar... And he didn't put up a fight, and I still killed him, but it right. didn't feel right, right? It broke me, yes, yeah. And broke him, and he basically be, basically goes AWOL, and for all intents and purposes is not... I don't know, I, I just... I don't buy that they just let him go, but whatever. Well, they... Um, I mean, they kind of don't, because they're going to go send someone out, and then Abby says right. she's going to go do it, and it's like they're getting ready for this big attack, so that gives them an excuse not to, like, try too hard, I guess. Right. Um, but yeah, he's but already he's, been he's, out there for a couple of days at that point. That's true. Yeah, he's preparing a boat to fucking flee, right? Yeah. Like he, that's the boat they take to Santa Barbara. Right. Um, and part of me was just like, there was a great story in there with Abby having to, to going full spec ops the line in that village. Right. Right. That would have, and maybe Ellie, like my, my fucking juvenile self was like, maybe they'll make it so that. You know, they're adversaries for the first half of the game, and then this is, I guess, would have been maybe too cliche, but adversaries for the first act. Mm-hmm. Second act is basically Santa Barbara, where they're both captured. Right. They come to some kind of understanding, and then the third act is them navigating the island, right? They're, that That's yeah. roughly well, how I thought it was going to play out. Right. And it, Not it, even close. Well, and then, yeah, somebody, I, I don't remember, I've read so many fucking things in this at oh this point. Oh my god, dude. But same, somebody, same. somebody did a, a good comparison of, like, they thought it was going to be, like... Pulp Fiction with Marcellus Wallace and, that's what, and, that's what and Bruce Willis, where yeah. Bruce Willis, they both get captured. They're obviously, Marcellus and him are enemies because he fucked more of in the fight, but they get captured in this horrible basement. And when he goes out, to, and he gets out, he goes back down to help Marcellus Wallace out. And it's like, you know, it's it's a, I don't know, it's something different. And the fact that Ellie doesn't change her, like, it just, yeah, it strains. Dude, she doesn't have, I'm going to, sorry, she doesn't have an arc. She like, doesn't. I mean, she does in so far that she, I think, finally recognizes when she has lost everything, including her hands, like all this other stuff. That maybe she finally recognizes that this was completely pointless but and it was, not you worth already it in any knew way. That. And like, that Joel that would in- be deeply ashamed of her <laughs> if he knew what oh she did. Um, and the fact that like she doesn't recognize that until the very end of the game is very frustrating because you kill so many fucking people before that in so many brutal ways, and it's not just named characters like the way that they want the combat to be visceral and brutal and heavy it, it i don't know what the word is but it 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 works against the narrative essentially like it and it always has been the kind of issue with this game back to the first one too was that this idea they want to make a game where the player feels violence and feels something more than just like a scoreboard or or a, or a headshot counter or whatever but because games are so, especially in gameplay, are artificial in the sense that I have to think about how many rags and how many alcohol do I yeah. have to make this. Like every time that that thing intrudes on the on the the weight they're trying to put in, it just papers over. Like the fact that you just brutally murder so many people, and then when you're choking Abby out, that's the one that you go like, oh, Joel might not like this. Like it's just it doesn't doesn't work for me. Like that that last fight is probably my least favorite part of the whole game, if I was to say. Uh, you know, I, I don't Which think fight, the the one where you're going up against Abby, yeah, or it's... you're Abby going against Ellie. I mean, first of all, it's just a terrible fucking button mashing quick time event. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. so boring, and yeah. and I don't know why they haven't figured out something else to do because the press effort respects is an old joke. Oh my god, dude. it's an old joke, and they <laughs> still fucking do it in this game. There are so many times when a big weighty horrible murder is about to happen, and a square button pops up on screen, and it's just like. I can't get around that. Maybe some people can, but I can't. Like, as soon as I'm just, like, smashing a button to punch somebody, it just totally, it evaporates. It becomes mechanical. And 
because they pile on so much other murder that goes completely unquestioned, it, it definitely dulls the, what, the ending. So there's there was a there's a point where Ellie, so she kills Mel. Mm-hmm. Now, in fairness, Mel joining that patrol is fucking absurd. It doesn't make any sense, especially. It also doesn't make sense that she is one of the ones who wants to kill them. No. Like, because she seems to be definitely one of the least, like, she's into murder at all. She's literally a medic. Yeah. Right? Um, her job. And, and, yeah. So, Ellie kills Mel and Owen. Yeah. Um, and the and big reveal Ellie, that, <laughs> that oh, she was Mel's, wearing a convenient parka. <laughs> Mel's preggers. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, how many stars right? would have theoretically been one or two months pregnant you have killed so many yeah i mean because they're very egalitarian in who you kill and who are pe- parts of these patrols you kill a and lot stuff. of women npcs you, yeah you do so like right. logically especially you in a society probably killed some preggers definitely 100 percent. that's all i'm saying that's all and that's I'm saying. another point that you know like you say or like i was saying it dulls the impact of the thing that they want in the cutscene to have impact because it's like i've killed if I counted probably by that point in the game, I had probably killed at least 50 to 60, like, female NPCs. Like, it just feels so uh, disproportionate. I'll, then, I'll tell you, this is the thing. This is where Abby... So now the meme now is Abby did nothing wrong, which is <laughs> fucking hilarious. But, I love it. Um, there's a point where after you've played through Abby and you get to the theater, mm-hmm. and I think Ellie screams. She's like, she's pregnant. And yep. Abby just this says, goes good. good. It's, that is- and I kind of was like, you know what? Fuck you, Dina I'm, and Ellie. That is probably the, that is only the, the probably the only time in the game that you know because they are trying to push you into that bloodthirsty mindset several times mm-hmm. I mean, with the way they manipulate Joel and all this other stuff. Um, but that was the only point in the game that I was like pumping my fist for some bad behavior, essentially. And I that's my favorite scene in the whole game. I think the way that whole thing collapses in, where it's like Dean is there and I'm happy, and then she gets shot by Lev, but I'm happy because like Lev's cool, and then. And then Abby's got Ellie, and like it's just it collapses all the stories really well. Um, and I love that that whole exchange of like, "Don't do it. She's pregnant. Good." And then Lev says, "Stop." And that's like this God one, two, Lev, three. Dude. I think Lev might be he's, the MVP in terms of <laughs> he's my favorite character overall in the game. I would say, although I think Abby's a really close second. I really like, especially when they flash to Santa Barbara, and she is just a fairly different personality just from hanging around for Lev for six months. Or like, whatever. dude, this is what I'm saying. All right, I know that Ellie technically has an arc, right? But if you just look at Abby's fighting... I don't right, actually like, think she does, because I don't think she reaches a point of understanding what she's done. Well, not in time. Yeah. Right, yeah. not in time. Right, and, and maybe um, if, that's... If they, wanted to, oh God. if they wanted to do a revenge western, right? Which they did. You, get, you do all the dirt with Joel, you do that in the first act, right? You yeah. do the first act as Ellie, you you get, you know, you do, do the dirt, you track down these people, fuck them up, whatever. Then... Whatever she encounters Abby, middle of it is they're past that. They're at the house. Tommy comes and is like, "This this would be this would have been the Western thing to do." Is like, you know, business ain't finished, right? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then ex- give them more chance, like give them more, more Abby and Ellie more surface area to interact. Yes. Right. Make Santa Barbara the fucking hub where they actually have a fucking conversation. Like, what, if, what if they get captured by those weirdo rattler that's, people and have to I'm spend saying, a night in a cell together? That's and then, what I'm saying. That's that's what I thought the game was going to be. Yeah. Honest to God, that's what I thought the game was going to be. And 
give some fucking catharsis to the fact that these two women are, like have lived amazing lives in terms of what they've gone through all the shit that they've right. done they are more alike than dislike obviously yeah the dualism have, is is a huge thing throughout the whole game obviously right? but, but there's yeah. no catharsis there's no release the release arguably is what you said they collapse in right that so should, but they're both on such opposite ends and they fundamentally do not understand each other and oh god I hate it and they don't want to and that's like you know the tragedy of it all it's like what? if they well, could only take Abby, a moment as Abby <laughs> why would you right why the fuck would you at that point I mean I, I also love her line I think it's right before the break but it's like I we let you live we gave you an and, opportunity and you wasted and it you wasted it yeah. and it's like one of the only times in the game it really comes up against the idea of like this is a waste it's not just too much or too it is a complete waste and and yeah, I think I think that stuff um, it just works so much better than than when you do it again. I also really like the Ellie boss fight. I think that's really clever. I love that she uses her gra- her gadgets on you. I think that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also a essentially a callback to uh, Ellie's boss fight. She had a boss fight against this like horrible cannibal man in the first game where you had to like sneak around because she's too weak to take him head on. So you have to like sneak around a, a restaurant that's on fire, and it's a very uh, exciting boss fight. So to have that be her boss fight in format, I think is a very cool, uh, cool thing. But um, when you when you got to the house, right? When you got to the to the house, oh, what is like ending number one? Right? Ending number one is. I almost Ellie. think that the Haven part is ending number one. I was like, wow, this is bombastic as hell. Like when you're riding through the place and it's blowing up and on fire, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is uncharted shit. Like this is this is a this is a climax of sorts. And then I was like, uh, oh no, they still have to go back to the theater, right? Yeah. Um, no, when when so Ellie goes home, yeah, she she has basically empty handed, um, in terms of her revenge on Abby, right? Right. And it's like a very domestic, like a very comfy Dean. You know, it's there's the absurdly art room absurdly nice, honestly. And I that's mean, I should have yeah. fucking known. I don't sure. know, like. It's I one mean, of those cheap tricks where it's like, I should have just known that, like, it was, we were going to be coming back to that house after this, and guess what? Nothing and, nice is going to be, like... Yeah, and it's like the, the PTSD sequence and that, that whole was, idea, yeah. I think, is really good. Like, I like the idea that this still is with her. And it's not that I like it that it motivates her to go kill a bunch of people, but I, I think it is honest in the way that, like, that was a horrible, horrible thing she went through. What, regardless of what happened afterwards, but like being held down on the floor, watching that happen oh, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is so traumatizing that it wouldn't be... And even though, again, like it is somewhat dulled by the fact that she murders the fucking shit out of so many other people, and it's never commented on because it's a video game. Like I'm used <laughs> to kind of disconnecting that stuff, so it didn't sure. really hit me. I still was able to get emotionally invested in that. But the fact that the thing that kind of seriously tips her over is Tommy... It just doesn't like, and so we're yeah, talking about Tommy. Tommy also is like super mad about, it. like in a way that I'm just like he didn't it doesn't he, read. I mean, the no, only way why would he I want this for her, the leap I can take is that he lost everything when he went out and and got shot, and he's maimed, and his wife is his leaving wife him. Left him yeah. So this is all he has. He's a single minded focus on this revenge that he never got, and he can't do it, and so he puts it on Ellie, and it's very shitty. But like maybe that's justifiable. It's just the the economy in which he just shows up calls her a coward and then it happens that night is just it's too much especially for such a you know such a terrible fucking decision like it just doesn't okay right so yeah. th- then all right so if we're talking about systemic cycles of violence that's what this game is about exactly neil exactly. Druckmann has said this numerous times okay then here's how you rewrite it joel joel gets murdered cold mm-hmm. blood yeah right he gets offed 
you have a John Mars. I honestly, I'm shocked that we didn't play as Joel. I really <laughs> thought that they you kind of technically do in the first 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 first, but that's it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, but like the idea that like. All right, take uh, John Marsden in Red Dead 1. Yes. He, at the end, it is comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Right? It is comeuppance. He he has been outside the law. He has done horrible shit. He does the best he can to save those around him, but ultimately he, he's, he is a closed future. He yep. is going to get... It is dangling the entire game. And, you know, it is clear, I think, from the jump, and this maybe is obfuscated by the fact that Rockstar characters are all assholes, but, like... Yeah. You know, even from the opening, like, setup cutscene that Ross is a total piece of shit and was not going to keep his word. It's, like, very clear from the right. very beginning of the game that this is failed. Right. There so so there's... Yes. Yeah. But John kind of knows it. He doesn't trust them, right? So yep. the end of the game, the catharsis is this thing has been way... This pendulum has been over his neck the entire time. Right. He knows that the farm that he has, the ranch, is literally paid for in blood. Literally. Yep. Right? And so the catharsis of that is the release that he you, you get to go out fighting, but you are a fucking dead man. Right. And you can, that, can then choose to continue the cycle if you want to. But it is right, this... Right. I really always... I've always respected this about the end of that game, but the fact that they don't pop up a little thing go like, here's nope. where you go for revenge, like, that you actually have to kind of engage with what the character would be thinking, go like, oh, I gotta go south, and that's where it eventually shows up. But right. it's like, it's very natural in the way that it, like marries what you're experiencing by taking over this character some point down the road and that you as the player still have in your brain like we got to get ross and like that's what i think they were trying to do with this game i think oh, by right so by so arranging saying, okay. it the way they did and, and all this thing they were trying to make you have the same feeling the character did but it just it didn't really work it, it always felt more like i was watching a character make decisions right then. so here we go ben here's how i'm gonna write it mm. right joel gets joel and ellie get captured on patrol by the wolves mm. joel's tortured Ellie is threatened with death. Joel acknowledges everything that he fucking did to them, mm-hmm. which then, then, if you want to talk about economy, then reveals that to Ellie. Right. Right. He confirms what she feared. Says, leave me, leave her out of it. She's nothing. They murder, torture him, whatever, and they yep. let Ellie go. Right. Would that not have been a better impetus? I don't know, dude. Well, it also doesn't I, I require just... you to kind of blur out the dialogue of that scene so you can't hear what the WLF people hear until you see it way later on. And, like, there are oh just techniques within there to to fuck with you. I mean, it, that's that's really it. I mean, obviously, all writing, to some extent, is a manipulative act. That's, like, that's the right. basis of it. But, but this, but, but when you that... can when you can see the, the police, that's when it doesn't work, right? I know, but, like, okay, the idea with Joel. The way that that scene is played isn't that Joel's getting his comeuppance. Mm-hmm. Right? Joel is totally rehabilitated in this. Yeah. Right. Ultimately, he's a good, upstanding member of Jackson and blah, blah, blah. Like, but there's no, there's no acknowledgement. It's like, look, Ellie, like, this is my, I'm, they kind of, I fucking had this coming. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, it's like, or, or, you know, because they cut away from that. Like, there's the point where they they get Joel and and then she says, like, you know, you don't get to make this slow. And he goes, like, what was it? Make, uh, make the speech you have and get this over with. Yeah. And, but you never get to hear her tell him because she tells him, I'm sure of it. Um, But like, Again, it's just withholding information so that you get as angry as Ellie does. But it's not like, if it was fair, you wouldn't know about Joel until you got there. Like, it wouldn't show right. you the cutscene where Abby and her friends get him and all that. Like, it would be a surprise to the player as much as it is to Ellie, and they don't do that. 
And I that might be another, like, it didn't occur to me at the time that when you play Abby for that short amount of time, like, it's it's a good way to set up some tension because as soon as you see they're looking at Jackson and talking about smugglers, you're like, oh, boy, that's Joel. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, I don't know that you get anything from knowing what's happening to Joel before Ellie does. I think that's actually bad for the most part. Yeah. And it, it is just another example of them using this, like, very nonlinear story that they're clearly very in love with doing and getting it too shuffled up and, and, and kind of dulling the impact of things. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the flashbacks? I liked them. I did think, especially when I got to maybe the third of Abby's, I was like, okay, I, the aquarium, I get it, okay. But, oh, but yeah. the, um, but the, you know, the initial, the Wyoming History Museum with the dinosaurs and, and the space thing is is amazing. I mean, that's just like that's something that needs to be in there. I think to to remind you of why Ellie would feel this way about Joel, uh, because if you just take what Joel did at the end of the game and and, and don't. You know, obviously, take the the nuance of their relationship into it. It, it can seem like, well, well, yes, I know he's nice, but like also very bad. And the, but you can just see how good they are together and how much they play off each other. And that was always the strength of the first game. And they really like crank it up in there. Before, I love the end of that one when they give you a bunch of ammo and shit, and they're like, "You're gonna fight something," and then it's the boar <laughs> that's oh like God, trapped yeah. in the thing, which yeah, is a really yeah, yeah. good gag. And then go from that to the firefly graffiti that like totally sours the entire thing in this really great way like i think that might actually be that's probably the best flashback i would say is that one so you um, d- you did not feel uh emotionally invested in the zebra <laughs> no because it was like i mean that that oh one God, I, dude, I think i texted one. you afterward it's yeah, like we it, were is, both, it is so over the top and how beatifically good they had to, uh, they her, had to her dad she, is yeah they had to it's show you he, he had to get a kitten out of a tree and the they nicest the human and then the next scene he's like but I, you know this we can kill this girl it's like and we shouldn't tell him like it's the shittiest thing he can say in the next possible scene it doesn't you know marlene's there to argue with him which is nice but then abby comes in and agrees with him and so it's just like i don't know like they're showing that he was conflicted in some way, which like I don't care. Kind of. <laughs> that doesn't yeah, change like, how I feel about the original ending, and that the the Fireflies made the bad decision of thinking that Joel would just sit down and not do anything after they've witnessed him, you know, drag this girl across the fucking country. Like it just doesn't make. I mean, it makes sense, but it's, it's a stupid oversight. The whole point of them ch- picking Joel in the first game is that he wouldn't care about Ellie because he's a hardened smuggler, and then oh no, he's got a heart after all. And that's the. The arc of the first game, right? This, this, um, is the, this is the fucking. This is what boggles my mind about this game is that, especially Ellie's segment, which and I get again, mm. if you're talking about the first game, in the first game you're building something, you're yes. building the relationship between uh, Joel and Ellie, right? Yep. So you start with nothing and you're, you know, you start with pretty bad expectations. Joel's is guarded. He doesn't want to. Ultimately, he doesn't want to suffer loss again, so he's not going to be close to this girl. But ultimately, right. she wins him over, right? Yes, Ellie. I, again, it's the, the, you know, ultimately Dina is your companion for a sizable chunk of it, right? Right. But she's already on her side. Like, it's, there's no build-up, there, right? Yeah, there's a little bit of, like, Dina will, uh, it happens early on, but, you know, she says, like, hey, do you ever think of why they didn't kill you? And Ellie essentially just shuts her down, which I think is interesting. She just goes, no, sure. I didn't think sure. of that. And, or, or, yes, I thought of that, and it doesn't matter. Or, like, you know, so you, there's a little bit of strain there, but since it's a video game, she's got to follow you around. They can't be fighting the whole time. <laughs> so uh, there's a weird, uh, uh, interesting contrast in uh, Uncharted 4. Uh, a big part of the plot of that game is Drake... Uh, lying to his wife Elena about him going off on an adventure and she doesn't find out till about halfway through the game and she catches up with him and she's pissed and they have like 
a full-on fight. And Hell it's yeah. like a cool, great scene. And even back, especially back then, it was like you never have domestic anything in these games. Like she's just your girl and that's it. Um, and, and, and she shows up and, and gives you the riot act. And then they, you go on a level where you're kind of climbing through the jungle but not fighting anybody. And you kind of continue the fight, but because you also have to be platforming and there's collectibles around, it just kind of <laughs> peters out. And it's yeah. like... Why didn't you guys go all the way with this? Like, you had something here. This was wild. Like, I hadn't seen this in a game before, especially of this caliber, and uh, of, of animation and acting and stuff. And then they were just like, well, but yeah, you got to climb some shit because it's an Uncharted game. I'm like, right. All right. But, so, this is what I'm but in Abby's plot, you, she has to overcome her, her prejudices about the, the scars, right? Like, she right. has to, and she builds rapport with Lev. Like, that's, again, it, I cannot believe that I'm fucking rooting for Abby in this thing. Like, I, I, I had more moments of, like, oh, that's interesting with Abby than Ellie. Ellie, yeah. it's, a, it's the thing of, like, she had a foreclosed future. She had to track down Abby, try to kill her, right? Yeah. And it At was least Abby, <laughs> Abby, as a character in The Last of Us 2, was great because she had no expectations. All people knew was that this lady killed Joel. Killed Joel. Probably exactly. for shit that yeah. he deserved certainly i mean and, and right. if you take if you want to extrapolate out what he did specifically to abby like not you know yes the father of it all but like got rid of the fireflies got rid of this only force that was trying to do anything about yeah, they the get infection. absorbed they, they lose uh, their entire identity there is no more doctors like he get, he took the last chance they had the last chance they ever would have had to get a vaccine i'm not saying it would have worked or not but that was it um that was the human project from children men that was it that was the only thing, and he dismantled it for understandable reasons to the player, but also very selfish reasons for him. And it's, it's uh, you know, it's the genius of the first game is that ending question doesn't have a good answer. Um, and, yeah, so the interesting thing to me about, like, Ellie and Abby is, you know, they start on opposite ends, right? Like, Ellie, uh, you know, starts with something horrible happening and then gets worse, right? And then oh, yeah. Abby starts doing something horrible and gets better. Um, and so it's like it, it is almost kind of built that you're going to root for her more just because she has again she has a full arc but like she goes from a place of bad to good uh, where Ellie doesn't move it seems like she goes from good to bad I guess and or gooder to bad I don't dude know. she loses everything but it's unfocused and it's unclear in a, in a way that I don't think um, because it's scattered across so much of the game and so much of the front half is about forestalling stuff you're going to find out in the second half and like I do think maybe the nonlinear stuff, as clever as it was, and I do think parts of the overlap and the the, the, the duality rhyming back and forth works. I, yeah, it's 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 kind of messy. <laughs> it's, I was just gonna say it's a, like structurally it's a mess. Yeah, um, and then add in other pressures, right? Other pressures external that we haven't been talking about, which is like, look, this is yeah. a sixty dollar game. Yeah, there are expectations when you have a sixty dollar game. There's an X amount of gameplay you get, right? Right, and and I think they, you know, overreached in this case because I think for a game like that, I mean, even the first one was maybe 15 hours on a full playthrough. So, But that's also, like, Uncharted 4 is 20-plus hours compared to the old games, which are, like, 12. So, like, they Mm -hmm. definitely, when they got to PS4, or I don't know the size of the studio or what, but they just got very ambitious with the size of their games. And, uh, I mean... Uh, I've been dancing around it, but like I have a huge list of things uh, with it. Red Dead Redemption Two and and this game have in common. Oh yeah, uh, hit me up. Them, me up. Thematically, of course, there's plenty. I mean, they split in a very significant way in the middle. Uh, you know, Arthur yeah. gets TB. Abby is the other split. 
Um, they have an overly long tropical diversion. <laughs> it's Guarma in, in that one, and it's Santa oh Barbara God. in this one. Um, you know, I think Sadie Adler serves essentially the same purpose as Tommy does, only it makes sense for her to do what she's doing, and it, it makes sense that Abigail would let you do it, and it makes sense that John would want to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike is a way more cartoonish character than anybody in... Uh, in oh, The Last of Us Mike, 2 dude. so it's very easy to want to climb a mountain and shoot him in the penis which I definitely did yeah. so uh, you know but like when Sadie shows up there is a bit of hemming and hawing and back and forth but like Sadie's a character who would do that who would show up and be like and she also isn't a dick like she comes in and says like hey man I know where he is you want to come with me let's do it and um, and everybody loves Sadie Adler so that also helps I don't she's great Ben I don't dislike Tommy but I don't I never liked him as much as a lot of the other characters in the game so having him be this like kind of linchpin heel turn at the end of the game just it didn't work but um yeah i don't know i mean i feel like we've been going around and around on this but i will say like i do think some of the fucking like performance capture in this game man like i think especially in that scene with dina in the kitchen right before you leave like oh the God, lighting dude. on her face and her eyes and it's like i just in awe of like some of that stuff and even though that scene reads as hasty and maybe poorly written i still think like the actors sell it, and it is also crazy to say that computer people are actors who sell it. Um, there oh, are plenty of times yeah. in this game where I kind of forgot I was watching digital actors. Which yeah, is I will never, I can't tr- argue. Yeah, a the trick fidelity. they really only seem to be able to pull, uh, and it's it's uh, it's always it's part of the reason that pulls me through all their games, regardless of any issues I might have with them, is that I just like I am a sucker for their tech and how amazingly. Um, thorough they are with all this stuff and you know that's the other thing i was coming back to about the length of this game is that you know they this game was in development probably for seven years let's say because they probably started at the end of last of us one you know left behind was 2014 so full-on in earnest probably after that but you know this is the red dead redemption 2 also was a game with a like unending lifestyle and became kind of overstuffed with needless details which there's a lot of crazy needless details in last of us too as well um not that i don't appreciate some of the visual stuff but like uh yeah i mean it's not like horse testicle levels though maybe it is i mean some of the ways the blood technology in last of us 2 works is like absurd it it flows correctly it like yeah. melts snow if it comes in contact with it like yeah there's just all that stuff but um yeah and i think they're both big massively ambitious overstuffed games that i keep <laughs> I, I compared it to Last of Us 2 when we or uh, Red Dead 2 when we talked about it, but it's Apocalypse Now. It's like this too much, too much freedom, too much like just time mm. spent on one thing. And you know, I think Apocalypse Now is an amazing movie. It, maybe that correlation doesn't work for these games, which I like, but I, I think have bigger problems than that movie does. But but it's this idea of just like we were out there way too long. Oh <laughs> and this, yeah. This, oh, yeah. We were in the jungle we, too long. We did not know when to say stop and. Uh, I think that's why there's like exponentially more gameplay than there needs to be in this game, uh, and it, it, it I think is detrimental. There, there were just there were just points where I'm just like just pacing get to wise the next story bit. Just get to the thema- next fucking story scene. And right? thematically, I mean, you do really have to turn off the part of your brain that goes like every time Abby goes like, "Oh, I'm helping you guys for me," and it's like, "Oh, cool, Abby." But then you're like, "Oh, there's other people." She like snap their fucking necks out slowly, yeah. and like because it's a video game, you still have that part of that character you just have to ignore and. Um, you know, again, I'm used to that. That's how video game stories work. But um, when the game is so insistent upon its message in so many ways, so many times, it becomes a little bit like, but did you think about this, guys? Like this glaring hole in your argument, essentially. And that can be frustrating. Because I mean, so. at the end of the day, it's literally a game. 
Yeah, it's, and, it's and a fucking game on a console. The right? artificiality of game that the gameplay that they made for this game comes through, and it it becomes a satisfying stealth game when you take it out of context of of the of the murder of the weight of it all. And I think the fact that you can remove them like that says to me that 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 one of those hats doesn't need to be there. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and that's you know that's Naughty Dog, and this is maybe another thing that they have in common with Rockstar is that they their fidelity, their technology is leaps and bounds above everybody else. But their gameplay at times, and I think Last of Us Two is a better game than Red Dead Two as far as like getting beyond their known style, uh, because that was a big complaint with Red Dead Two is like it's this lavish, amazing looking game, but when you get into the missions, it's hitting marks just like old GTA missions, right? <laughs> it, it is it is hitting GTA three level like failure conditions, like, right? Yeah. And there are still parts in this game where the Naughty Dog problem of like, oh, this scripted sequence, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing, so you're just going to die over and over again. And then the impact of the surprise that we built for you is gone because you're just running through an obstacle course and hitting right. the marks. And even though there's not marks on the menu or whatever you're hitting like Red Dead, it still feels incredibly mechanical. Um, and yeah, it's just... And that, like, there's another Naughty Dog thing that I hate, which is every third act of their games, or last act, and it's sixth act in this game, but uh, the last act of their game, they always introduce the regular enemy types just slathered in body armor because that's fun. Um, yeah. Every Uncharted game does it. Every, uh, the Last of Us Part 1 with the Fireflies in the hospital does it. They give you a fucking assault rifle and a bunch of body armor guys, and it's just like, what are you doing? This is not fun. And they do that with this game, too. The, the, the Rattlers all have helmets and body armor and stuff and, and you know I, I think at that point they're basically just like we get, we took fully loaded Ellie away from you as a gameplay mechanic you know all her trees and all her tools right, right. maxed out we took her away from you right when you got her maxed out pretty much and so I think their Mia culpa is like oh we'll give you an extra long section of the game just go fucking Rambo on a faction that is totally evil <laughs> and oh, like and completely irredeemable shitbags too I, so I did bad. enjoy that yeah and you know so I used a lot of my explosive arrows on those guys and stuff like I, I just went through those encounters super fast because I was like get me to the end of this fucking thing um so yeah I just I also think the epilogue is too long just like Red Dead but I think Red Dead's is maybe more substantive even though it is also longer like I I like a lot of the John Marston and Abigail and farm stuff yeah I don't care about Ben the song's great it's great and I don't like that they introduce like a whole other faction of weird hobo cannibals, and that's totally stupid. And that's I very know. much like the Rattlers, and it's just like, why, why are these here? I don't need more combat guys. Um, so you know, they have that similarity. But I do think that the seeing what John Marston got because of what Arthur did for him is a much more powerful use of an epilogue than Ellie made bad decision again. <laughs> did you did you get anything out of the final exchange between Ellie and? Abby and Abby, uh, in the water. Did you get anything out of that? More respect for Abby, I guess. But like um, the oh, the the fight itself. Like now, I was like rolling my fucking yeah, eyes in the back same. of my head the whole time, just I, smashing I just... the square button and going like, okay, okay, I get it. It's super brutal, guys. Love watching these chicks beat the shit out of each other. Like very cool. Um, but like, what is the point of this? And and ultimately, the point is that she sees Joel and goes, "Hey, maybe he wouldn't approve of this." And it's like, okay, that's great, you got there, but like, why now? Um, and you know, put, throwing in the part where she threatens love and stuff just makes you hate her even more. I so do, it's just yeah. like they oh pile on, God, they pile it on because the way he she finds her, it's just so brutal what's happened to her, and like she's emaciated, and it's just like ah, it's it's so they pile on too much irredeemable shit for Ellie at that point too. I think it just doesn't uh, the, doesn't the, exactly work. I think I texted you about it. It was just the, the the part that worked for me was that, and maybe it was like I. I kind of felt like she fucking deserved it. Was that empty house? Yes, absolutely. And, and so th- there's a uh, 
And when she can't play, when she can't play the the guitar because of her fingers, like that's like a perfect. Yes. That's a very good subtle like yeah you know. <laughs> right, but guess what? That scene is buried under fucking x amount of hours of just yeah mindless more game game and just but so much awful shit and whatever Mm -hmm. obviously right now just shit's raw in general right sure and they naughty dog wasn't like oh 2020 is gonna be a great time we really need to uh we really need to get a very violent pandemic based game out or something right but that fucking where ellie basically goes to the house the fuck i that was the the only part of ellie's arc that got to me Right, mm-hmm. that that landed was that empty fucking house, and it there's a this Court McCarthy book called The Crossing, which mm. basically ends with uh, this guy who's lost everything. Basically, he's like a young guy, seventeen. He can't even sign up for the military. Mm. Like, he tries to sign up for the military at the very end of all the shit um, that he goes through going into Mexico. He loses his brother in Mexico, um, and so he tries to sign up for the military, and they're like, "Yeah, we can't take it because you're fucking sick, dude. We can't do anything with you." Um, and so the book ends with him in an abandoned gas station, and there's this wretched dog who's at mm. this abandoned gas station, and he, he keeps trying to get the dog away from him. And so like he throws a lead pipe at the dog, and the dog flees. And it's just him alone in that fucking gas station. I think it's raining, maybe. Mm-hmm. And it's a haunting ending. And Ellie yeah. more or less gets that. And then the, the beautiful part is that she just walks away from it. Yeah, I lo- right. I do love that's a you know talk about a great like piece of cinematography is that yes. that bit of like we pull back she puts the, the the guitar and then we move back in on the guitar neck just as it's right next to her walking away that's yep. like a really and it's a very good way especially because it starts on a guitar neck when Joel's cleaning it um, like yep. it's a really and, good but the, the whole thing coming, yeah the whole thing coming full circle is if I lose you I lose myself right right and the idea of these fucking systemic cycles of violence and so ellie literally is out in the woods she is she is yep. joel she's yep. joel's daughter what, however you want to take that right like she has inherited his fucking uh, literally the killing you do in this game is a lifetime of killing to make a joel yeah right yeah. i don't i don't specifically i don't remember enough about joel but like he's just a, he was a shitty person right he was like a gun runner and, and and a bad guy yeah he did he did smuggling and they they say all sorts of things and i think the reason they pick him to do ellie uh to transport ellie is not just because he does he won't care about her because he's so evil or whatever but also that he has done that before he yeah. has gotten people out of places he has gotten people i don't necessarily know he's like a human trafficker like sure. the rattlers are but he is a person who smuggles people and things Right. Um, and, and you know, I think they talk about it fairly early on. Dina, he, she, she has a conversation with Dina about like Tommy and and Joel torturing someone and like teaching her how to torture someone. Essentially, right. like and, and, have them in the same room with each yep. other. And, and you yeah, may yeah. yes. And in my opinion, they didn't go far enough with the torture. Like I don't understand why they were being precious about it. I, it's weird to me because they yeah they're clearly wanting to talk about Joel in a greater context than Ellie knew him, but they never do it. Like, no, like they, they never have say... a flashback where you play as him as a bad guy, which right. I think actually would have been instructive because even when you play as him in the first game, you know the it's only maybe like twenty minutes of him like chasing down an unarmed guy and beating him, and it's like okay, he he seems kind of bad, but like it's not what you hear about him and what he talks about in like hushed tones is the thing that 
I feel like maybe could have added a little more nuance to the whole dynamic, but mm. he ultimately comes off as a outside of you know I think the the sequence where I do think that actually the flashback when when she goes back to the hospital and finally he tells her what happened is really well done, incredibly well acted, sure. and uh, and that's probably one part where you see Joel not at his best, but almost all the other memories of him are him being great, uh, and so I think it it is it's manipulative in that way where it's like. We want to make you feel like Ellie felt about him. It's like, yeah, but I have greater context than Ellie because I'm the player, right? I've picked up all these notes. I've done all these other things. So I feel like that needs to be taken into account if you're going to tell that kind of story. Would, and would you do... Here's... A, to, to wrap this up, just because mm. we could talk forever about this. Yeah. But to wrap this up, uh, one question I have for you, and it's kind of a cop-out question, is just like, should, was there any value in returning to this universe? I think so. I think yeah. I think I think Abby. Uh, I think I think the Washington Liberation Front, the Seraphites, are interesting enough elements of mm-hmm. that universe to 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 warrant. I like seeing a big like city. I mean, I guess there were big cities in the first game, but they just weren't nearly as fully utilized as Seattle is in this game. Um, that skyline, dude. That part where you're going on the bridges between the skyline is yeah. Beautiful. And I do you know I do think that the them setting the storm, it right. Yeah, I mean, so many of the skyline, so many of those canyons of rivers and like deciduous forest coming out of. Like a skyscraper is like I just I eat that shit up. That's yeah, like it's great. My, you know, if some people cyberpunk is the the, the future uh, thing of choice, I think overtaken uh, nature of old ruins of cities is my thing. <laughs> but um, uh, what was I saying? Shit, what were we talking about? I think I got off track here. I was just asking you, was what's the value in returning to this? Universe, oh, okay, yeah, right? yeah. like because there is. I think you're right. There is some amount of argument that you could do a revenge story like this in any setting. You don't need to set it. In the Last of Us universe, I think the the value, and this is maybe more to the um, the gameplay marrying with the story in some ways. Like you create an environment where people kill all the time, so it's easier to set a video game there than I think it would be if, uh, or at least for them, because I don't like this is the thing about Naughty Dog and about Rockstar too, where it's like they could make different style games, but they continually just make their similar style games much better looking and better in other ways, and I don't know that that's. I don't know. I'm not sure that's the way forward. But I guess roundabout, like, I like... I do like The Last of Us universe just because I think the like the focus on characters and the, the, the quality of the performances and writing is so high in this universe that I still like it just for that. Um, but as far as, like... I don't know, man. That's tough. Because <laughs> it's like... I, do, I, just... I, I, I was thinking about after the end of this, like, would I play a three? And like I yeah, have that's even what I'm saying. That's what I'm less... saying, right? Would you keep going, right? Because I remember when I got done with the first one, I'm like, oh boy, that is great. I really hope they don't make a sequel. That's such right. a great place to stop it. And that was largely my feeling up until this one came out. And now that it's come out, I think the fact that they were so ambitious with this one, with the dual stories and all, like they really went for something. And so I'm happy they did that um, instead of just making Joel and Ellie two the sequel or something. Um, I think they could have. I think it could have been a lot more boring than it ended up. Even if it is flawed, I think it's. I haven't been able to stop thinking about this game since I stopped yeah, playing it. Like, I, I, it is, yeah, it is still it in does. my head because it's so big <laughs> and messy and all these other things. But it's fucking interesting. I so have I guess, actively complained to my wife about it. I I have literally explained it. To, I have explained to her the plot and the characters so I could then complain about them to my wife. Like that is and this yeah. is so I'm like four degrees removed from the game, and it <laughs> there's so many. A lot of it is things I would have done differently. A lot of it is like, it's not as brave as some. It's, they didn't go. You're, they did go for it in some ways, but in other ways, like they didn't go spec ops line. They didn't go full spec ops because sure, right? Sure. They didn't go full Metal Gear Solid two, right? No, 
No. They could have, I mean, you know, right? That's what I'm saying. So the, 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 the phrase that comes to mind is victim of expectations. Sure. Because they couldn't not make a game with Ellie as the protagonist. Sure. Yeah, right. That, that, and and that, that, had that, to, that had to fully reckon with the decision Joel made at the end of the first. Correct. Game because that is, and, and I kind of feel that they, yeah. at some level, they wrote themselves into a corner. Yes, and right. I think in in trying to instead of just following a singular path away from that, they decided to pull like four threads and take them all in different directions, and they don't all like I don't know what the thread metaphor turns into at this point, but it doesn't work in every direction. I think some of it works and some of it doesn't. I um, I would have happily if I had a PlayStation, I would have played it, but I would have happily gone through this game with Abby as the protagonist and Ellie as a non playable character, as an antagonist, yeah, yep. yeah, or as a, a Snick Plissken. <laughs> Kind of, yeah, because yeah. at least Ellie, Abby would have had more room to like get, you know, explore the, the scars that like that whole conflict. Maybe put more of a focus on the fucking genocide that the attempted yeah. genocide that happens. Yeah. Like there is, there is so much there. There's and again, most of the growth in this game comes from Abby, right? right. And um, I do think that's like intentional. I don't know if it's like I know, I know, but and I, I certainly can, and I think when this. Um, when this you know game kind of started to come out in the first couple days, and maybe some of the leaks people saw, like a lot of the like early bullshit criticism I heard outside of the like they put gay people in this game, fuck them, um, fuck those guys, they don't even bother, they don't even count. But the people who are like they betrayed Joel, and I'm like, guys, did you remember Joel from the first game? Like but it see, just seemed yeah. this very blinkered idea of like I played as him, I identified with his severe dadness, and therefore he is not a bad guy. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't, you know, I think they do right by him more or less, but. Uh, the 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 maybe later criticism that I think I do agree with is I think they dragged Ellie too far into the mud. I just don't know that where they but leave yeah. her at the end of the game leaves her in a place that I even want to see what happens to her next because she's so toxic and awful. And it's like there's a part of me that yes, inherently wants to see her get better because when she is healthy and good, she's a funny character. She's charming. I like her. But they they just doubled down so much on making her the bad guy in the end. But to what um, what to, what end? There's no. And that's the question. Like, is there? Do they have plans for more? And and, and I guess that maybe brings could, it to a good could you good have capper. imagined? Could you imagine if she killed Abby? Right, and and that's what I I'm saying. Have... Like, if they went all the way with it, if they went to the logical end of what they were trying to do, which is Ellie's a murder machine. She's obsessed with vengeance. Vengeance, right. like, right? She should have killed Abby, and barely spared Lev. I kind of went the opposite where I was like, I'm very afraid that Lev is going to die and that it's going to be this whole, like, another, you know, well, just another, I, so another I, ping on the cycle of violence. And This and, is this is the meta, but I figured because uh, Yara died that uh, right, Lev yes. had plot Mathematic, armor. Mathematically plot armor, right? It's not fair, but, like, just looking at it as a story, It's I was just like, like eh. fucking Tommy's magical helmet that somehow prevents his fucking head from being blown open, even though he totally gets shot in the back of the head oh by, God, by Abby. Dude. Like, he loses an eye, I guess. Like, that's the idea, but I'm like... How his face looks normal still. Like, I see how the exit wounds in this game work. Like, no fucking way. I know, I know. We need someone to show up and be an asshole at the end. I guess. Do you think they're gonna do DLC? I'm not sure. Like, I I, like they've talked about the uh, multiplayer stuff, but because this is the end of the generation, um, I would be kind of surprised because I feel like you'd have to make it like PS5 ready or something. Do you you think they'll do a third one? This game sold like crazy. I know. Like, it I, sold I, I, really I well. I would not bet against that. I wouldn't either. And I feel like it's weird. Like, I don't know that I want the story going on, but I feel like they do have more open 
area to go through. It's not nailed down to what I think it was by the end of the first game because it's very much nailed to that decision at the end of the first game. No, it's, this it's game, wide open now, I think. This game doesn't feature a decision, and also, it yeah, it could go wide open. It could you know feature Ellie as like a bad guy that you never play and you don't need to leave in the game, or I, I honestly don't know. Um, but I don't know that I want to play as her in the sequel either. So like, Oh, that's, please God, no. And that's, I mean, that's probably, hopefully, what they gain from this is, I feel like other reactions when we read the game now is people have problems, but almost everybody kind of gets the Abby thing and like enjoys her half of the game more, rooting for her more. So I, I wonder if they've proved that they can go farther from the Joel and Ellie thing now that they've done it, and they kind of ripped that bandaid off pretty hard in this game. So I think um, that could be interesting. But I also am not clamoring for. It. I want Naughty Dog to make a new fucking video game. Oh, oh Ben. <laughs> because oh, Ben, when you sell also... millions of units. I think the thing I would be least excited about about A Last of Us 3 would be them being like, well, we got to up the brutality again. And I just like, this one's enough. <laughs> like, right, I don't think this right. game completely like put me off of like, it was violent and stuff, but I think there was a bit of a like, the earlier reviews were like, you haven't seen anything fucking like this. I'm like, yeah, I have. <laughs> like, this is Mortal Kombat and stuff. Obviously, the context is different, but like, mm. especially when you're holding the controller and doing it over and over again, I feel like the artifice still bleeds in. Uh, did good, you so. Did you play Frostpunk at all? Uh, no. no you familiar really with the premise at all? Yes, yes. You're so World Freezes uh... Over. Um, you are, it, there's no, it's it's technically a, a strategy game, but there's no, like, enemy. You're not fighting off waves of enemy units. You're just you're trying to keep your civilization alive. Yeah. Around, isn't it like an old engine or something? Yeah, so right? the, you're, you're building a city around a fucking coal-fired engine. Or whatever, right. whatever it is. Um, I want to play that in this universe. I, I just hmm. want to hang out in this universe and, like, make alliances with the Scars. Or yeah. try to negotiate with the Wolf. Like, Maybe that trade with Jackson, right? Because the universe right. is so interesting. I, d- I don't know. Yeah, I like I like the way they've framed kind of the return to civilization that is happening with Jackson and, and the WLF. Like, they have electricity and, like, modern things still. And it's not this thing like Fallout where it took hundreds of years for it to happen because there's radiation everywhere. It's like, they can start because... You know, yeah. The old world is still there, and it wasn't like, I mean, outside of being coming overgrown and waterlogged, like it didn't. Some horrible thing didn't come and burn everything, right? It's not Mad Max or, right. or, or it, Fallout. Yeah. So it's a verdant interest. Like, there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. I think. Um, Man. All right. All so, right. Let's let's yeah. call it. Oh, hey, just... one real quick thing. Go, go. I don't know. Uh, where exactly I got this from, but uh, the title screen essentially changes when you beat the game. Uh, when you start the game, it is a, a boat on a dock. It's the boat on the dock where Abby and Ellie have their final fight. It's uh, like misty oh, gray water. And it's just that boat. It's out of context. You don't know what it's there for. When you beat the game and you get back to the uh, title screen, it is a different boat on a beach and it's Catalina Island. So basically the implication it, is they made it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and Man. that's all you get, and I do feel that is cathartic. I had it have it pointed out to me that that is the the round dome building there is different than the one that you were at at the end. So I think that's huh. a little hard because there is a famous like structure like that on Catalina. Yeah, yeah, you can look at pictures of it. So I'm pretty sure that is exactly what it's supposed to imply is that they got there, they got to the fireflies, and so that's catharsis. But like it's I mean, so subtle, it's, it's very it's very indirect. Like exactly, yes, it is. Cath- the, yes, okay, yeah. fine. Fine. But again, like I had to, do, like that had to be told to me, so it was not a. Um... But also, Abby's bit; she's fucked anyway. Or is she bit? They they make the point to say, oh, that's why she's on the um, that's why she's tied up. Was is like, it? oh, she tried to escape, so then she got thrown into the pool and got bit. And the guy, uh-huh. the guy, and I'm just like, so then what the fuck? Like, what? 
Oh, I didn't. I, I think I must have missed that. I mean, it means I think Lev's fine still. But no, Lev's fine. But like, what the fuck? That's. Uh, I'm gonna. Pr- I'm gonna assume that didn't. Happen. I'm just gonna pretend since I didn't hear that that it didn't happen. And Abby and Lev are hanging out with the fireflies having. Fun. I'll look it up, but I'm pretty sure one of the prisoners <laughs> when Ellie's like, "Where's Abby?" Blah blah blah. It definitely says that like she got. Um. Um. She tried to escape. Yeah, she tried and to they, escape. They threw her. Or they put her on the the pillars or whatever it's called, and that so she was tied up out there and and left to the elements but i didn't necessarily i didn't think she got thrown in the clicker pool but that would be i mean look that's the thing about this game too is it really uh loves to do the shittiest thing possible like kill jesse Uh, and it it is very much a game of thrones thing where like once they do it four or five times it loses its shock because you expect it it goes in the opposite direction of being unexpected and i don't know why they don't know that but i don't anyways anyways i'm not a naughty dog senior narrative designer i i couldn't tell you I'm yeah. not Neil Gaiman. All right. I, I'll, I'll, also, to your point. Also, to your point. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a journal that the main character draws in in Red Dead. 2. Oh yeah, so just, there you just, go. Just like Red Dead too. I forgot about that one. There you go. Um, any any fu- any final thoughts on Last of Us Two, Ben? I guess I would like to come around to say that I think I generally enjoyed this game. Like I I really liked playing it the time I was playing it for the most part. I definitely think it went long at points, but like when I was playing it, I would play it. I would plan to play for an hour or two and end up playing for longer because it nice. just kind of, I love, you know, when it would get to a point where I'm like, oh, this is too much. And then it would release and let me explore and let me look at all the pretty windows with all the leaves and and shit. And like I, that, that rhythm did work for me for the most part. It was when the story started like tightening its noose and the game didn't. And I was just like, why, why? why? Yeah. Um, but so, you know, I mean, I think if you are a fan of the first game and you have the ability to play it, I would say go for it. Cause I think it's, it's interesting and, and, it is a huge amount of story, even if it's not story that you like that much. Um, but yeah, so I guess that's where I'd leave it. But it is not a it is not a home run. It is not a uh, it it's is me- a, like, it's messy. You, you it's a it- technical masterpiece in certain ways, but it is narratively yeah, it's overstuffed. It's an overfilled plate, and this is the same thing I said about Red Dead Two, where it's just like you could have cut that final act down to, you know, an hour or two and then had Dutch have the plan once and fuck it up, not four times. Like, it just, they, whether it's they're in love with the game they're making or they just have an infinite amount of time to make it and they just don't know when to stop, I don't know. But it seems, uh, this kind of thing, the bloat of this seems to kind of exist uh, only in the AAA space at this point, which is really interesting. They got so Um, much man hours, they don't know what to do with it, Ben. I mean, when I think of the biggest game I can possibly think of, it's generally like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And yeah, that's a game that has like a thousand person development team if you really put it all together. It's absurd. Man. And they're putting another one out this October. So we'll see. Oh, right. Yeah. And their creative director (laughs) just stepped down, right? Yeah. Hopefully he wasn't essential. (laughs) Who knows, Ben? (laughs) Uh, I mean, again, this is maybe the advantage of having like you know a thousand person development studios. There's probably someone there that can can move into that space. Um, but yeah, that's a whole nother can of worms, obviously. Jesus Christ! All right, Ben. Um, uh, for the first right. time in 2020, please take us out. Oh man, we're out.